0: Hello, friends, and welcome to the RobCast. This is episode 289, and it's called What Liz Said. So I was thinking, I'm in full book mode, because my new book, Everything is Spiritual, came out last week, and I was thinking I should read a section of the new book to my RobCast friends, but I should read it and then do like running commentary on it you with me on this because there's the thing that you said but then there's always more there's always your own commentary on what you said you can never fit it all in a book it's like there are these etchings on the page these black letters on the white paper there's what i typed but then there's all that space around the actual words, which is where all the backstory and all the commentary and all the discussion and even more storytelling goes on. So I was like, what a what an interesting exercise to read a section, but then pause whenever there's more to tell, like in almost in the spaces between the letters or in the spaces between the lines. So I'm going to read you this section, and uh, it's actually... S- section, there are no chapters in the book, by the way, and there's no table of contents. It just starts and just goes um, because, well, because that's what it wanted to be. You know what I mean? What what is the reason? Because that's that's how it it asks to be brought into the world. Structure always submits to spirit. Because you've seen structures without any spirit, right? Or you've seen all spirit and no structure. That's just chaos. Hard to get your heart around. So that's how it works, is structures submit to spirit. You get the spirit of something, and then you create, build, construct structures just to serve spirit. That's that's how it works. Like if you're a parent, and you've you've like tuned into the spirit of this kid, what you're paying attention to is you're you're making sure that that the structures aren't killing that kid's spirit, right? It's like you're building or you're or you're enrolling or they're attending or you're constructing just it's like an endless dance where you're endlessly calibrating it to make sure that the structures are serving the spirit that just keeps coming in all its fullness and vitality. Or even think about your life, how you arrange your calendar, what you do with your energies. The structures of your life all submit to this sense of spirit, the truth, the exploration, the, the desire, the sense that spirit's taking you in a particular direction. Because you've had that experience, right? It's like a sweater that doesn't fit when there's a structure here, but it's actually getting in the way of the thing that wants to be birthed and, and wants to be given even more life in the world. So I was going to say that this is whatever chapter, but it's just page 197 because there's no real divisions. It's just, I'm going to start at 197 and the book is, uh, what is it, 307 pages. So I'm going to read a few pages here just past the mid point of the book. I should say a few things about the past couple of weeks because I'm have uh, in full interview book event mode. And here's what's interesting. Generally, when a book comes out and I start doing interviews, right away, there are a particular group of questions that seem to form a constellation about this particular book. So I'll always joke to Kristen, I'm going to do some interviews next couple of days, the first ones, and I'll find out what the seven questions are for this particular book. Because I it usually feels like there's like seven-ish questions. There's always a random question, what's your favorite taco, that sort of thing. But, but on the whole, most of the time a body of work, uh, a particular work, has... A particular set of questions that most people have after they've encountered it. That's been my experience. This book, book 11, what <laughs> what, what a free-for-all. No pattern <laughs> whatsoever. It's seriously been so much fun because I'll get ready to do an interview and I'll, I'll realize, oh, I have no idea what this person is going to want to talk about and a number of interviewers have even said this book is like about kind of about everything. And then they'll start (laughs) laughing because everything is literally in the title. But what's so funny is how many interviewers will say, I found myself here. I found myself in this thing. And that's fascinatingly enough was, had been my hope and intention is that by doubling down on the particulars of my life, what it's like to be, to be me, I would actually f- we'd find you. Um and in the book I talk about how that that's in some ways a new idea based on where I come from. But uh I I tell you all these details about what it's like to be me in the hope that you will see yourself, because the universal is always hanging out in the particulars. And that's what's happened. It's yeah, I'm telling you, it is. It's like at some level I've been been in this game for a while, and I also feel like I am just like it's the first book, um, which is honestly, it's what we all want, right? Feeling like you're just getting started, like, and especially if you can get the wisdom of of the years you've already been doing this, but then the wonder and awe like you're just starting out. Whew, I'm telling you, that's the magic. That, that is the game to be playing. It's also fascinating how many people have talked about how the book, it was speaking to them about this moment, this completely surreal strangeness stacked on, strangest stacked on disruption and upheaval thing we call 2020 that we're all living through. Because everything is spiritual is, is about how everything is spiritual. spiritual spirits in All of it. Spirit is hovering above the unknown, the mess, the upheaval, the disruption, the pain, the angst. Spirit enters into it, the loss, the betrayal, the anxiety, and then out of it, Spirit brings something new. So uh, what a surreal experience to have written a book last year, and then now... So it started like almost two years ago, writing, and then now in these days to have it come out into the world and to be interacting with people about it and people seeing that this ancient truth and these patterns about how spirit works in the world, how the world comes about through spirit, is all uh, doing something right now, like the... I know, I know. Very, very, you can imagine, very, very surreal to be living through all this with you. And then to be talking about this book now. Oh, by the way, I'm also doing these events, support your local bookstore virtual book tour events, where I ask somebody I love and admire to read the book, and then we discuss it. And it's, once again, have no, I have, we've only done a few of them, and I have no idea what the person's going to want to talk about. There's one on YouTube of my son, Preston, reading the book and then tell me what he thinks. And he um, just wanted to talk about what uh, the the section when I'm 20, because he's 20. And and, and this is the best line. Um, He says, yeah, he says, because the Rob Bell I have always known my entire life had a house. (laughs) But he said, reading about the Rob Bell that didn't have a house, I never knew that Rob Bell. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Amazing. And then um, the conversation with Vanessa Cornell, the conversation with the band Joseph, the conversation with Scott Avett, um, You can all find those in uh, Powell's Books, um, Powerhouse Arena, Politics and Prose, all those various bookstores, YouTube channels. I think they've posted all of them by now. So um, I've been talking about this book and finding out how other people have found themselves in it for a couple of weeks now. And we'll do some more. So this week, Alexander Shia. Hi, Anne, a uh, Buddhist nun from Canada. Um, and you'll see some other dates that are um, coming as well. So we got all that cooking. Oh, and um, speaking of the name of this episode, What Liz Said, um, the section I'm going to read to you is actually a story about my friend Elizabeth Gilbert and I. And she and I are doing an event. Halloween, an all-day event on Halloween. Um, We're going to talk about how to use your imagination. And uh, you can get, it's like an all-day virtual event. You can get tickets, link to that at celebrateyourlife.com, which, you know, she and I together for a day. That is good times. (sighs) So let's read, shall we? And um, so it's also interesting is I haven't, read this since I wrote it, and then did the editing. So it's been quite a while since I have read this book, months and months and months, and so I'm going to read this section and see, even in the months since I wrote it and then went through the edits, I'm going to see uh, what more I see in it. You know what I mean? Like, this becomes really interesting. Okay, so page 197, everything is spiritual. As read by the author (laughs) and the book is uh like the, the course of my life so the book covers 50 years plus the generation the two generations before me but nevertheless let's just say the book covers 50 years so it's 307 pages page 197 is a little past the midpoint but um this story happens in 2014 so only six years ago um because a chunk, the big chunk of the book is actually just the past few years. So, here we go. Elizabeth Gilbert and I are sitting side-by-side side on a small stage in an arena parking lot, taking questions from the audience. Someone asks a particularly heavy personal question, and there's a pause. Liz turns to me and says, Well, Pastor Rob, what do you have to say about that? She laughs. The crowd laughs. I laugh. I find myself suspended in one of those split-second moments that lasts within you way, way longer than just a split second. Did she just call me Pastor Rob? I haven't been called that in years. I left all that behind in my previous life. We're in this parking lot on this stage because Liz and I had been invited to go on tour with Oprah. And when Oprah invites you to go on tour, you say yes. We were speaking in arenas around the country. And after the first stop, Liz and I asked the organizers for some way to get closer to the people who were coming, some way to connect beyond standing on that massive stage in those massive rooms. And so we're sitting on these stools and there are mics being passed through the crowd that has gathered in the parking lot during the lunch break. And Liz and I are having so much fun. There's an alchemy between us, some childlike magic mojo, like we've been doing similar things for years, and then we just met up in compared notes, and now it's game on. And then she calls me Pastor Rob. It's jarring and unexpectedly healing, it knocks something loose within me. We craft these identities, and then we cling to them, grasping them for the sense of security they give us. And then we let them go, and new identities form, sometimes around who we are, and sometimes Around who we aren't. I was that. But now I'm not that. The mind loves this. It can ruminate on these distinctions all day. I was that. Now I'm this. They're with them. She's one of those. He talks like they do. I used to be one of them. Who are you? On And on it goes. It's that thing that happens when you play a song you love for somebody, and as soon as the song starts playing, they start talking, trying to figure out what other bands they think this band you're playing them sounds like. Ah, it's maddening. You just want them to stop talking and listen to the song. You played them the song in the hope that they would enter into it with you, not stand at a distance trying to name it or categorize it or even describe it. You can do that later. To have the fullness of the experience, to be fully caught up in it, is to be present in it. Not standing at a distance analyzing it, trying to figure out what it reminds you of or who it sounds like or what label to give it. Soul doesn't care what it is or what it should be called. Soul just wants to enter into it and feel it and absorb it and experience it. Soul wants to participate. I had left something, something that had given me an identity, and I had set out to find the next thing. Pastor, not a pastor anymore church, not church, that previous life, this new life. And Liz, she doesn't care about any of those distinctions. <laughs> I'm so smiling when I read this. Oh my goodness. By the way, this is really fun to read. I like this book. Um, and Liz, she doesn't care about any of those distinctions. What a gift she gives me. On that day in that parking lot, pastor is the word for me. That's what I was doing. This thin slice of an eternal moment breaks me, showing me a path to embracing all of it. What I was before that, what I was in that moment, where I'd been, what I'd done, all the various robs over all the previous years. By the way, we should pause right here. Are you uh, are you in one of those spaces where you're trying to figure out what to call yourself? Have you ever had one of those spaces? What's your title? What do you say at a party when people ask you what you do? Are you in between? Uh, yeah, and so all this energy is like, what will people think what will I say that I am um you know you can just let go of all that or even uh, maybe you have a move it's time for you to make a thing that is the next thing for you to do it's where all the life is it's where your curiosity is It's where your heart is taking you and yet and yet something um is holding you back because you're like well what will I tell other people uh what, what will they then say that I am? So, so this is what I, like this section, you can feel uh, right now, wow, my heart. I can feel like that period of my life, but, but um, I can feel it in the page, the like invitation to all of us. You can just let all that go. That grasping to a particular title or identity or what will so-and-so say. Here's what I mean. Earlier this week, um, I got to meet um, Scott Avet, Um, I mean, you can email with people, but then you meet them on Zoom. It's like how we meet people now on Zoom. We did this discussion, and um, it's on YouTube, but I, I got to meet Scott, and he read the book, and then we talked about it. And it was just like, you know when you meet somebody, and it's like reminiscing with someone you just met? Like, have we been friends for a long time? We're just now figuring it out. But those of you who saw it, they just recorded it from the beginning when we first said hi and started chatting. So... Um, it was just like an effortless, we were just into the thing, but at the end, because Scott has Avit Brothers, makes all this fantastic music, tours um, all over, but then he paints when he's not touring, and um, he's actually doing our discussion, he's sitting in front of one of his paintings, and at the end he said that he doesn't know, uh, is he a singer or a painter? Um, and then we had a great moment And I was like, who who needs to figure that one out? Who cares? (laughs) And we laughed about how um, the mind our funny, funky, lovely minds we couldn't do without. Nevertheless, the chatter of the mind wants to know, right? It needs to nail this down. Are you this or are you this? Uh, The mind thrives in duality. Are they this or are they that? That's why the mind is so good at making enemies. But this person, we got to put this person over there because we're over here. Soul doesn't, doesn't care. Just doesn't care. Heart is just couldn't be bothered, <laughs> right? Yeah, you were this, but now you're this. Oh, okay, whatever. Uh, if you are present in this moment, because this moment is the only thing that goes on forever, If you're present in this moment, then all of the previous yous, they're all there with you. You wouldn't be you now if you hadn't been all those other yous. So all the things, by the way, that you're so glad you aren't, well, your gratitude that you aren't that, that you grew out of that, that you matured beyond that, that you left that group or graduated from that way of thinking or you got involved or woken up or evolved or enlightened whatever language you know blah 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 yeah the you that's here in this moment is all those yeah they're all yous they all shaped us into who we are i actually like this line uh what a gift liz can i read that section again yes i'm going to what a gift liz gives me when she calls me pastor rob on that day in the parking lot pastor is the word for me that's what i was doing This thin slice of an eternal moment breaks me, showing me the path to embracing all of it. What I was before that, what I was in that moment, where I'd been, what I'd done, all the various robs over all the previous years. Yeah, you should stick your name in there. All the previous, whatever your name is, over all the previous years. Yeah, when I encounter you, when I meet you, you're all, all of it. All of that made you into who you are in this moment. I'll keep reading. You see me like that? Fine. You're going to put that on me? Okay. Me being that helps? Great. Soul doesn't need to decide whether you're this or that. I'm all of it. What I was, what I am all of it. So you can see all this energy that we spend trying to make sure everybody's clear that this is our title or this is the proper description of the... Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Oh, I was doing this session um, a couple months ago with this woman who... And I always begin these sessions with Uh, What is the nature of your stuckness? And then people tell me how they're stuck, and then we watch them get unstuck. And this woman said, I don't know, Mike, I make, I do all these things and make all these things, but I don't know what to tell my neighbor that I do, like what my title or job is. And I was like, what do you mean by make things? And she just proceeds to rattle off all this. She composes music, does paintings, does writing. Like, um, and I said, Do you wake up in the morning and There's like a volcano of stuff coming through you and you just have to get it out. She's like, yes, exactly. Uh, Like, did you have a song this morning? I had a song this morning. I had some writing this morning. Um, Some of you know what that's like. You just have so much stuff coming through. (laughs) It's the best way to describe it. And she said, but when my neighbor asks me what I do, I don't know what to tell him. (laughs) Not a great question. So uh, I just asked her a whole series of questions. I was like, where does all this come from? Where does the need to paint come from? Uh, Where does the need to like sing and write another song come from? Or you, whatever it is that you do, where does all that come from? Maybe you're uh, a nurse, you're a healer, you're the organizer. Maybe you're the person who comes into situations of chaos and you bring order. Maybe you're the teacher. Whatever position you find yourself in, you'll end up teaching in some. Whatever space you're in, you'll end up teaching in some form or another, right? We all have those deep impulses that reside within us. Oftentimes, we can tell stories going way back, and now we're just doing a a later version of that at some level. It's interesting if I were to ask you about where all that came from. Where does that desire, like the moments when you were most alive, when you were doing something that made you lose track of time when you were most alive, my bet is you at some level wouldn't be able, at some point you wouldn't be able to explain why this and not that. Why does your sister do that? Why does your brother do that? Why does your mom and dad and kids, they they don't all do, they don't have this thing in you that's in you individually, you, this drive, this desire, this hope, um, this way that you're magnetically drawn to doing these particular things? Why do you care about the things you care about? At some level, it's a great mystery. So I'm telling you, it was so much fun with this woman because I'm asking her these questions. And at some point I was like, you're mysterious to you, aren't you? Where all of this explosive creativity comes from. She's like, yeah, I guess I am. (laughs) You could watch her realizing or, or coming into contact with the her own sense of mystery about herself. So I was like, if you're you're mystified by your own self. So why don't you just join your neighbor in his mystery? So when he says, what do you do? And don't you just tell him I make lots of things. And when he says, huh, just say, I know. It's, my, it's wonderfully mysterious and strange to me too. <laughs> You don't have to conquer that mystery. You can just enter into it with others. If there's somebody in your life who doesn't understand you, do you fully understand you? Instead of fighting it, join them. I know. <laughs> I know. I barely under. I barely understand me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's a whole other book right there. Where was I going with that? Oh, yeah, yeah. So... In this section here, when Liz calls me pastor, that would have been 2000, that was like four years after I'd been, you know, official title pastor in an official clerical church setting. Are you with me on this? Um, And yet, out of nowhere in this Q&A in a parking lot, Liz says, Pastor Rob. And I was like, I haven't heard, I haven't been called Pastor Rob in years. And yet in that moment, it's fine. You see, Let me read that part again. You see me like that? Fine. You're going to put that on me? Okay. Me being that helps? Great. You see that in me? You think that's what I'm doing? Okay. Okay. What a gift. Soul doesn't need to decide whether you're this or that. I'm reading again. I'm all of it. What I was, what I am, all of it. There's a book I've read many times about the artist Robert Irwin. It's my favorite book. The book is called Seeing is Forgetting the Name of the Thing One Sees. What a title. Seeing is Forgetting the Name of the Thing One Sees. The first time someone told me about that book, I felt that title in my bones. Yes, that's it. I was more alive than ever. I was having more fun than ever more filled with wonder and awe than ever. Titles, achievements, what to call myself, what to say when I was asked what I do. I could feel those attachments losing their power over me. I was gradually forgetting the name of what I was seeing. (sighs) By the way, uh, Could you use some of that right now? Let me read that line again. I could feel those attachments losing their power over me. So let's think about some of those attachments. Like, uh, oh, uh, if you're listening to this episode, do you right now have an attachment to somebody in your life understanding who you are and what you do? Because here's the thing they may never understand who you are and what you do. They might not, uh, what's the phrase you may have used? Get it. They might never get you. That might not happen, or at least to your level of satisfaction. Do you see how if, that, if your joy is tied up in somebody else, uh, that's an attachment. And those attachments, man, they can weigh you down. They can, they can seriously muck up the machinery. Are you with me on that? I could feel those attachments losing their power over me. Yeah. Do you have anybody who you have been, you feel a tremendous need to explain yourself to them? Yeah. You don't need to. You don't need to. Yeah. You can just let that one go. Or, uh, do you have an attachment to a particular outcome? Like this thing had better be successful or this, cause then it will validate do you see how that just, you're just handing over your joy? If our joy is bound up in how well, whatever that means, this thing does, what the outcome is, what the result is, then we've placed our joy in the future whenever the outcome gets revealed, and then we're not in the present. All the, That's where all the misery comes from, when we're not here. But if uh, you can just be here... That's why the book is, uh, that's why this, my favorite book ever, is called Seeing is Forgetting the Name of the Thing One Sees. You're listening to the song, you're not standing at a distance giving a name to the thing you're seeing. You've forgotten that that was even an interesting thing to do, name it and analyze it, because you're actually hearing the song, you're seeing. Yeah, yeah, I could feel those attachments losing their power over me. Yeah, because when you're here, and you're doing whatever it is that you're doing, and it's where uh, you are to be, and you're nowhere else, yeah, then then what somebody calls you, what your title is, whether you're this or that, whether somebody thinks that you're a this, but really you want to make sure, no, I used to do that, but I've grew- moved on from that. See how just how boring all that is? Or, or uh, there's a phrase, I don't know if it's a new phrase or not, but I've heard it so much this year, um, imposter syndrome, um, which is uh, a sense people have that they're, they're like a fraud, and who are they to do this? But once again, that just goes back to an attachment. I guess I'm supposed to be legit. I'm supposed to have some sort of authority as opposed to what is it you're doing? Is it what you're here to do? Is it is it this moment? Are you caught up in something that has compelled you? Is your curiosity fully engaged? Yeah, that's probably enough. That's probably, that's fine. That sounds good. <laughs> no need to ruin it by having to seek the approval or validation of someone else. I could feel those attachments losing their power over me. I'll keep reading. My understanding of God was tied up in all of this. It always is. Because the universe, because the universal and ultimate is always personal, isn't it? The question, what kind of universe do you think we're living in, is a very intimate question. How we understand the big things is always driven by our most personal struggles and desires. I was being set free from the idea that there was ever any point to this other than full bodied participation in the moment we're in. (laughs) Oh my goodness. It has been at least a half year since I read that. That... Yeah. Yes. Man, I literally just closed the book on my thumb so I could look at the cover of the book like I haven't ever read it. That is funny. Oh, man, I was being set free from the idea that there was ever any point to this other than full-bodied participation in the moment we're in. Think of how much of stress and anxiety and angst comes from what if, or they might... Oh my God, the number of people I've interacted with who their fear, the reason why they're stuck is because of how somebody might respond to a thing that they haven't made yet. It's like step 94, how someone's going to respond, which doesn't even matter. And so as soon as we can say, wait, the stuckness now is because you're not here. No wonder you're stuck. You're already concerned about how they're going to respond. First off, kind of irrelevant. Second, that can be dealt with at the right time, which will be the present moment when that present moment arrives. But right now, we're just making the thing. We're just doing the thing. It's all there is. It's all you got. This moment and taking the next step. That's all we've ever had. Let's see what's on the next page. Uh, I was being set free from the idea there's ever any point to this in it. There's a story in the Bible where Moses asks God what God's name is, and God answers, I am. Moses wants to locate God, and what Moses gets is everywhere. Moses wants something to wrap his mind around, and what he gets is all of it. What an answer! Another way you could say, I am, is being itself. That's past, that's present, that's future, all of it. Being itself, the formless, beyond any one form, animating all forms. The electricity, the entire thing is plugged into. The water, it's all swimming in. That's every you that ever was and ever will be. All your yous. The things you're embarrassed about, The things you moved on from, the scars you carry with you, the ways you used to think that you now reject, were all of it. The universe has been expanding for over 13 billion years, and we never stop being invited to expand along with it. I didn't need any distance from where I'd been and what I'd done in that previous life. It was all with me. It was all part of me becoming me. I wouldn't be this particular me here now without it. You leave and you bring it with you. It's all part of you. You keep moving and you include it all. You transcend and you embrace all of it. By the way, that's a nod to my friend, Ken Wilber. Those of you Ken Wilber readers out there, you you caught that, right? Right? Transcend and include, baby. Shout out to Ken. Um, God, I'll keep reading. God is less like a noun and more like a verb. I am being itself. The ultimate will always include all of it. There's a line in the Bible about the God who is above all and through all and in all. Just one line, but so massive. Above all and through all and in all. By the way, the copy of the book that I'm reading is, the co- is Trace's copy. This is the copy he read in order to do the last episode with Kristen. So it's all marked up with um, my son's notes because he was outlining it anyway and then when they decided to do that episode this is the episode this is the copy that he had been working from by the way he underlined above all and through all and in all by the way my 22 year old son read this book and then underlined a bunch of different sections and wrote all these interesting notes in the margins and i'm just now seeing them i know how cool is that Yeah, there's a line in the Bible about the God who is above all and through all and in all. Just one line, but so massive. Above all and through all and in all. We have painful experiences and regrets and wounds that make us want to leave pieces of our history behind. This is a totally normal impulse, but it can leave us in pieces. Bits here and there. Not quite sure what to do with all of it. Someone mentions a place and you wince. Someone mentions a person and you tense up. You see a picture from a particular time and you get a pit in your stomach. We can easily end up at odds with our own story. At war with our own history, not knowing what to do with certain parts. But I am being itself invites us to own every square inch of our story. I'd left one life only to learn it was all with me. Above all of it, and through all of it and in all of it. What do you have to say about that, Pastor Rob? <laughs> oh, I love it. And then it and then it uh the next section launches into this story about being on tour in Australia. Whew, yeah, what Liz said. What a gift. What an interesting section. One of the one of the things about the book is uh, it repeats at different points and then it like takes these weird turns and then it loops back in on itself. And like that section, which was about Elizabeth Gilbert and Moses (laughs) and our past and our present. um, If you're like trying to construct what is going on in those few pages, it's, it's, and, uh, and the clinging and grasping, um, and then soul there's like a there's like a, a number of like disparate elements that kind of don't belong together but then in those few pages um, one of the things again and again that i was doing in the writing of it it's almost like parking several different things together elizabeth gilbert and moses duct taping them together or just parking them together and then almost like letting these different elements talk to each other because that's how it happened in real time, it wasn't rarely is our growth or our growing awareness unfolding in a very linear step A, step B, step C, right? Like if I were to ask you about moments in the past where you began to see in a greater, fuller way and you were to tell me about those events what you would probably do is tell me about, well, this happened, and then this was going on at the same time, and then this happened with, and this, you would probably place a number of things side by side with each other, and what I would pick up is something happening in the midst of those different events, right? Because it's it doesn't really happen nice and neat and clean. It's like... We go through uh, a whole series and, and and we come out the other side, and then we years later look back and go, "Oh, I see now what was happening there." So what I tried to do with the book is write it how life actually feels. So there, there are sections where it's it's like slightly disjointed, but then it, it's kind of connected. But then this thing is kind of talking to this thing, and we're on a stage in a parking lot of an arena, but now we're in our past, but now we've left one life and come to another only to realize it's all part of the same life. But now Moses is asking God what God's name is. Do you see, do you see how that's all odd? I'm, I'm with you on this. It's all a bit surreal and trippy, which is how I want, wanted it to feel. I wanted it to, I wanted it to feel like life feels and and i wanted you to feel even in this episode spirit that in all of it it's like that trembly electric humbling awe-inspiring disruptive sort of pulse just below the surface Uh, the moments when you were like, oh, I was actually paying attention in those, right? When you look back on moments when you, when you were like, oh, I I actually saw that one. I was actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was actually a good one. That, that one is, I grew up there. Yeah. What you're probably witnessing to is how you were aware of spirit. Yeah. 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 That's how it works. We become aware of what's been happening the whole time. It's not like something different. Has been happening. It's, yeah. Consciousness is all. It's the one absolute. You. It's been there the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I want. That's what I wanted you to feel. So that's a couple pages there about what Liz said. I had come from this world where I was pastor, and then it was time to keep going. Um, but pastor was a title. A pastor's like something you you are, something you do. So she gave me this gift of like, no, there's there's a thing you do. I don't care whether you, whether you have a job title. Ugh, that's not the soul soul heart doesn't really care uh, what the plaque says on your desk or on the door of your office or your business card. Do people have business cards anymore? That right soul soul just wants to participate just wants to be here doing whatever it is caught up in whatever it is we're here to be caught up in yeah yeah so that's the invitation to let all these attachments lose their power over you so that's my uh that's my that's my question for you today is there some way in which you've been trying to figure out what to name something, what to name yourself, what to call it, but and and honestly it doesn't doesn't really matter cuz you're you're having an experience. Or is there somebody who you have given them so much power, you're looking for them to understand, to validate, to not criticize, to uh, tell you that they uh, they may see you, they may not. They may understand it, they may not. They they desperately may need you to be this or that, but you can't be both. But you are both. So just own it. Yeah, that's what we do. We own every square inch of our story. Or maybe you have this piece from your past. You don't quite know what to do with. Somebody brings it up, and you just wince, like, oh, please don't ask me about that. You see an old photo. And you're like, oh, remember that? Yeah, it was like these pieces you're just sort of dragging down the road. You can just own all of it. You can call it what it is, too, if it was awful, if it was violating, if it was betrayal, if it broke your heart. You can call it that, of course. Be brutally honest about how it felt, what it was. And then own it. It all happened. It was part of it. And you're here. And you're here. Yeah, I am. Being itself can handle all of it. Because you, you are infinite and indestructible. Yeah, that's the you behind the you, behind the you. So there you go, my friends. There you go. Oh, and did I already say this? There's an audiobook version of this, so I, I can read the whole thing to you, you know? We can do that if that's your thing. <laughs> Grace and peace, my friends, now more than ever.